Welcome to Podcast Homilies for Morning Prayer. I'm Father Ron Shipley, President of the Anglican Internet Church, Inc. This new series is part of the AIC's continuing celebration of its second decade on the web. These Podcast Homilies for Morning Prayer are based on the appointed readings in the list of Psalms and Lessons for the Christian Year, primarily the first pairing, which always includes a gospel reading as the second lesson. These second or third pairings of psalms and lessons are used only where necessary to avoid repeated reading of the same psalm within this series. These homilies include reading and commentary on the appointed psalm and summary commentary on the first and second lessons. For those listeners not familiar with Anglican liturgies, the texts of the Psalter in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer are derived from Miles Coverdale's Great Bible of 1539 and not the King James Version. This is because by the time the King James Version was published in 1611, using a new translation of the Psalter based on the Hebrew Masoretic text, the Coverdale translation was so well accepted among the English people who had heard it read in services for over 70 years, that the prayer book's editors retained the Coverdale text for the Psalter, but substituted the 1611 KJV translation for all other scripture. Podcast listeners should keep in mind the difference in numbering between the Vulgate Bible and the version used since the 1549 Book of Common Prayer. In the Vulgate version, Psalm 8 and Psalm 9 are a single psalm, which makes all the psalms from 10 to 150 off by one number. For example, Psalm 10 in today's reading is Psalm 9 in the Vulgate version. Coverdale provided a helpful transition by including each psalm's opening words in Latin. For more on Trinity season, the longest season on the Anglican Church calendar, Watch the AIC seasonal video series Trinity Tide, the teaching season, which includes its history, its place on the church calendar, including the possibilities of lengthening or shortening the season based upon the movable dates of Easter and First Sunday in Advent. The series is presented in nine episodes, each of which is linked from the digital library page with the podcast MP3 versions linked from the podcast archive page. Psalm 10 is a 40-verse psalm of uncertain authorship. Traditionally, in such a case, the authorship is assumed to be David. Its opening words in Vulgate Latin are ut quid domini. Why standest thou so far off, O Lord, and hidest thy face in the needful time of trouble? The ungodly, for his own lust, doth persecute the poor. Let them be taken in the crafty wiliness that they have imagined. For the ungodly hath made boast of his own heart's desire, and speaketh good of the covetous whom the Lord abhorreth. The ungodly is so proud that he careth not for God, neither is God in all his thoughts. His ways are always grievous. Thy judgments are far far out of his sight, and therefore defieth he all his enemies. For he hath said in his heart, Tush, I shall never be cast down. There shall no harm happen unto me. His mouth is full of cursing, deceit, and fraud. Under his tongue is ungodliness and vanity. 
He sitteth lurking in the thievish corners of the streets, and privily in his lurking dens doth he murder the innocent. His eyes are set against the poor. For he lieth waiting secretly, even as a lion lurketh he in his den. That he may ravish the poor, he doth ravish the poor when he getteth him into his net. He falleth down and humbleth himself, that the congregation of the poor may fall into the hands of his captains. He hath said in his heart, Tush, God hath forgotten. He hideth away his face, and he will never see it. Arise, O Lord, and lift up thine hand. Forget not the poor. Wherefore would the wicked blaspheme God, while he doth say in his heart, Tush, there careth not for us. Surely thou hast seen it, for thou beholdest ungodliness and wrong, that thou mayest take the matter into thy hand. The poor committeth himself unto thee, for thou art the helper of the friendless. Break thou the power of the ungodly and malicious. Search out his ungodliness until thou find none. The Lord is king forever and ever, and the heathen are perished out of the land. Lord, thou hast heard the desire of the poor, Thou preparest their heart, and thine ear hearkeneth to help the fatherless and the poor unto their right, that the man of the earth be no more exalted against them. While Psalm 10 is not strong enough in language to be considered a cursing song or deprecatory song in the psalm in the prayer book tradition, it continues the militant petition begun in Psalm 9, which in the Septuagint text is part of a single psalm, Psalm 8. The psalmist sees a woeful condition in the world in which the ungodly seem to be ascendant. In verse 1, the psalmist asks why God stands so far off when men are in need. The psalmist describes the wicked by their characteristic behaviors, ungodliness, craftiness, lustfulness, boastfulness, pride, untruthfulness, which encompasses lying and cursing, thievishness, ravishment of the poor, blasphemy, and maliciousness. He then pleads for God to arise, in verse 13, and punish the wicked, in verse 17, and restore justice in the world, in verse 20, especially for the poor. Eastern Church theologians argue that like Psalm 9, Psalm 10 is a militant petition for God to triumph over his enemies in the world, a triumph which is fulfilled only in the incarnation and resurrection of Jesus Christ. For more on several important theological concepts mentioned in this commentary on Psalm 10, see the following entries in our AIC bookstore publication, Layman's Lexicon, Apocrypha, Blasphemy, God, Godly, Incarnation, Lord, LXX, the abbreviation for Septuagint, Propitiation, Resurrection, Righteous slash Righteousness, Septuagint, Ungodly, Vulgate, and Wickedness. For a listing of every use of Psalm 10 in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer, see the entry for the psalm in the prayer book Psalter History Text and Commentary, which also includes in the introduction an explanation of the different classes of psalms, and at the back of the book, a glossary of every person, place, or event mentioned in the Psalter. The first lesson for 17th Sunday after Trinity is Ecclesiasticus 8, 1-9, 
on wisdom to be learned only from the noble. It is another reading from the Old Testament wisdom writings of Jesus Ben Sirach. Ecclesiasticus is one of the non-canonical books, also known as the Old Testament Apocrypha, so it's, since they are considered suitable for teaching but is not as a source for doctrine, they are read at first lessons only in Trinity season, which is the church's teaching season. The second lesson is 2 Timothy 2, verses 19 to 26, a message to his followers and helpers offering wisdom on how to prioritize everyday issues honoring God and thwarting Satan. The story of Timothy joining Paul's second missionary journey is related in the AIC bookstore publication, The Acts of the Apostles, annotated and illustrated in chapters 16 and 17. St. Paul himself is the subject of episode 5 in our Christian education video series, The Lives of the Saints First Series. The episodes are linked from the digital library page with podcast versions linked from the podcast archive page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The closing prayer is the collect for 17th Sunday after Trinity, which was derived by Archbishop Cranmer and for the 1549 A.D. Book of Common Prayer from the Gregorian Sacramentary of the Roman tradition. Here the word prevent in the preface is used in its original Middle English meaning based upon the Latin priventus, to go before, a usage consistent with the rest of the same sentence. Lord, we pray thee that thy grace may always prevent and follow us and make us continually to be given to all good works through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.